Hey friends, welcome back to this week's episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. I'm your non-diet dietitian, trainer, and host Katie, and this is episode 329. First, I just want to congratulate you on embracing this truly liberating journey of intuitive eating. As you've likely discovered by now, if you're on that path, if, if not, you're welcome to stay and listen. Please, I invite you. I know you're going to get inspired by this episode regardless, but if you've been on the journey, you've probably discovered that breaking free from the diet mentality can truly bring you a sense of freedom, but also peace with food. However, despite those feelings, the holiday season can still be challenging. No matter how long you've been out of your dieting days, it can still be challenging when you're surrounded by friends and family who still cling to those restrictive eating habits. Today, we'll explore strategies to help you stay true to your intuitive eating values while also navigating the diet-centric atmosphere of the holidays so you can be present and just enjoy, enjoy the season. Welcome to Fit Friends Happy Hour, a podcast about all things nutrition, fitness, and life in your 20s and 30s all from a non-diet lens. I'm your host, Katie Hake, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified personal trainer. Join me here every week as I talk with interesting people and experts from all walks of life about their relationship with food and their bodies. I'll also share my experience working with clients in my private practice to help women find food freedom and body confidence. I'm on a mission to help you stop quantifying and start living learn to stop measuring your success by the scale and find your fears. Today, I want to share with you six tips, and this was really inspired by our recent small group nutrition coaching program, where we just talked about you know, different ideas, different strategies, the things that these women struggle with when it comes to the holidays, especially in years past. And these were some of the tips that were kind of our takeaways. And so I thought how perfect to share with our fit friends listeners. So the first tip is to lead by example. Know that your commitment to intuitive eating actually speaks volumes, even if you don't explicitly discuss it. You can be that example. You can just demonstrate the joy and the fulfillment that comes from savoring those holiday meals without guilt or without rigid food rules. By simply just embodying the principles that you're practicing, you may be surprised that you are probably actually inspiring others to reconsider their relationship with food, just the foods that you're enjoying, the way that you're enjoying it, the language that you're using around the table. It truly could just be planting a seed for a family member and you have no idea. I mean, think back to when you discovered intuitive eating it was probably just a small planted seed and then it grew from there, but look at where you are now. So really just be encouraged that you can be that example that motivates someone else to change. Now, if you feel more comfortable, my next tip is to actually share your experiences. Probably depends on the situation, on the environment, on the people, your comfort level. But if the topic arises, you might consider actually sharing your positive experiences with intuitive eating. You might explain how it's transformed your relationship with food, but also your body. And you can be open about the different benefits that you've experienced, such as 
You know, you feel more satisfied with meals. You have better body image. You have a healthier mindset around food. And maybe you're exercising more consistently because it doesn't feel so start and stop. So all or nothing when it comes to exercise as well. My third tip is to respect differences. You know, while you may be planting the seed, just go ahead and accept, go ahead and recognize that everyone's journey with food is going to be unique. And people may not be ready to let go of the diet mentality. And it is not your job to to force people one way or another. I mean, you're not going to force people one way or another. That's the way it is. And so recognizing that, accepting that, you know, mentally preparing for that before you go into a conversation, this is going to help you to avoid judgment or criticism and instead foster an environment of acceptance. You can be the one to encourage the open conversations about various approaches to health and well-being while also promoting understanding and respect for diverse perspectives. I have a certain family member who just loves to throw and talk about, you know, the latest diet that he's doing, the latest whatever, all these crazy questions from the internet and you know, I simply listen I don't fight them on it because number one, it's not worth my energy, but I also know that if I'm just going to continue to drop nuggets and hopefully I'm making an impact, whether, whether I see it or not. My fourth tip is to bring the focus to connection. If all these conversations are happening and it's making you feel uncomfortable or it's, you know, just stirring up certain type of emotion that you don't want to feel, remind yourself and others around you, the family, whoever you're with that the holidays are primarily about connection. They're about joy. They're about togetherness. And so let's shift the focus from food and bodies to shared experiences, to memories, to quality time. You might suggest activities that bring people together, such as playing games, going for a walk, or enjoying meaningful conversations. We are actually hosting Thanksgiving for the first time at our house, which is exciting. And I'm second guessing, why are we actually doing this? But I know it's going to be so fun. And I, my family's probably going to hate it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Like I'm going to plan little games, little talking topics at the table. And I'm really excited for us to have some intentional conversations because my family is just, they joke a lot. We talk surface level, but like, I'm ready. Like, let's go deep. Let's talk about I don't even know. I have to do some research about different questions that we're going to ask. And I will share those on Instagram next week or at the time of the recording when you're listening to it, I'll share those this week so that maybe you can get inspired with some questions that you might bring to the table as well to just talk about other things because there's so many other things that we can talk about beyond food, beyond bodies, beyond dieting. Tip number five is to set those boundaries. If the diet talk becomes overwhelming, do not hesitate to set boundaries. This is your little nudge, your little kick in the pants, but you can politely redirect the conversation or just choose to engage in those discussions that align with your values because your mental and emotional well-being are just as important as your physical health and setting boundaries is truly an act of self-care, especially if you are in a conversation or you're setting those boundaries around people who maybe have been a major reason or a major impact of your dieting, of your disordered eating, of your negative body image. Like I just want to encourage you to like you can put your foot in the ground 
And this can be the year that you you set those boundaries and you say, no, I'm no longer tolerating it. So feel empowered. There's a way to do it politely and with compassion, with kindness. You know, we don't have to ruffle feathers and create a fight, but setting boundaries is, I mean, it's just something that might be uncomfortable, but we have to do it. And it's going to save you so much more discomfort in the long run. And the last tip I have for you today is to bring a positive dish. What does that mean? Consider bringing a dish that actually showcases the different delicious and satisfying aspects of intuitive eating, whether it's a colorful fruit salad or a flavorful vegetable dish. Maybe it's a new spin, a new type of vegetable or, uh, you know, fruits or vegetables with a fun, you know, yummy dip that you can make. Or maybe it's a dessert that is nourishing and let your food choices actually speak to the joy of eating without restriction. And there's this myth that intuitive eaters, well, that just means I'm going to eat junk food all day. And we like to call it play food here, but the truth is intuitive eaters actually eat a wider variety because they're so in tune with what their body needs. And so this can kind of subtly demonstrate, and again, not that you need to prove anything, absolutely do not. But again, take I'm giving you all these tips, take the meat, leave the bones, whatever you need. But this can kind of subtly demonstrate that healthful and enjoyable foods can coexist. And look, here's a perfect example of, of how we do that. As an intuitive eater, navigating this diet-centric holiday season, you have the power to influence those around you positively by leading by example, by sharing your experiences, by fostering that focus on connection, you can contribute to a more inclusive, a more mindful atmosphere. So remember the holidays are an opportunity to celebrate not only the joy of the season, but also the freedom that comes from embracing intuitive eating. So I hope Gosh, I'm, I'm so excited for you if this is your first holiday season that you are an intuitive eater because you're going to have so many wins and you're going to look back and you're going to remember the memories and the connections and the food in a positive aspect and not feel like, oh my gosh, I've got to go you know, do the turkey run, the turkey burn. I mean, you can do those things if you want because it's a way to move your body and set those things in place that help you de-stress maybe on a stressful day. But I really hope that this holiday season is overall a positive experience for you because man, once you embrace that intuitive eating lifestyle, it truly does impact all the other areas of your life. Stay true to your values and you may inspire others to explore that more balanced, that more compassionate approach to food and well-being themselves. Fit friends, fit family, I am so grateful for you. If you're not already, hit that subscribe, hit that follow button wherever you listen to podcasts and Click the link in the show notes. We would love for you to join our free community, share some recipes, share you know some tips, some things that are that you are doing that's going to help you feel more grounded, more centered this holiday season. We would love to see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fit Friends Happy Hour. If you liked this episode, don't forget to share it with a friend. You can subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at Fit Friends Happy Hour. Talk to you next time.